When I record podcasts, I like to stay hydrated. Who knew talking could be so hard? My favorite drink to have to hand is Lifeline's Hydro OG. It's a tried and tested product for me. It helped me and my team complete a 24-hour podcast, giving us the edge that we needed to get over the finish line. So whether you're at the gym, on a bike ride, or just trying to get over that night before, Lifeline's Hydro OG has got your back. Each serving is stocked with all the healthy ingredients and vitamins you could ask for. There are a great range of flavors, and with each serving at only 18 calories, you really can't go wrong. Here at the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, we like to support local, independent companies and brands, and Lifelines is a product that I am proud to endorse. Go to lifelines.com. Now that's L-Y-F-E-L-I-N-E-Z.com to find out more. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm Alex Whiteley, and um, I'm coming in really, really high. And today I'm with oh, I've got Verity with me. Hi, Verity. Hi, hi, guys. This is this is chaos, absolute chaos. But I love there it. There are wires and cables everywhere. Wires and cables everywhere. Uh, so local band Chasing Mallory have invited me around their house, and I've just like filled their 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 space up with wires and microphones and headphones and stuff. Um, but this has been an interview that's been like a year in the making. Um, and what we're going to do first is we'll go around the room, we'll get everybody to introduce themselves. So we'll start with this gentleman here. Uh, my name's Danny, I'm the guitarist. I'm Ashley James Peters. Get that, get, that, get that microphone right in your face. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> is that close enough? That's lovely, yeah. Do you want me to say it again? No. <laughs> yes, say it again. I'm Ashley Peters and I am the vocalist. Uh, I'm Jay Patterson and I play drums. I'm David Facker and I play the bass. I'm Oliver Smith and I play guitar. And David and Oliver are sharing a microphone, so it might be a bit awkward at times. Like, give it here. We're used to this on stage. Yeah, too close normally. Well, that's the thing, isn't People it? We share the spotlight. When you're on stage, when you see like bands playing alive and they get right into the microphone, that either looks like a really awkward, but or a really beautiful moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think the chemistry is is right there. So, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's I love you. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, um, so uh, Ash, uh, being the, the the lead vocalist, um, uh, I guess you must all the eyes must head towards you, and and the, the words just. I mean, how does that feel? Like you know, a lot of pressure, pressure. Yes, huge amounts of pressure. But I secretly love it though. You can't really be on stage and not love it, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with the pressure? The pressure. Well, I think the pressure is only just about to start, really. Um, Vom- vomiting, vomiting. <laughs> vomiting, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? It's weird because before I get on stage, even like 15 seconds before, I'm sometimes hyperventilating. I'm like, how can I actually do this? And then it just kind of just disappears when I get on stage. It's weird. Get lost in the moment. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you just turn into the extended version of yourself, I guess. Uh, where did uh, Chasing Mallory begin? And I'll throw that to the most experienced member of the band who, who will be able to tell us that. When did you guys start? I think Danny will probably be the best to talk about this one. No, it's you, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, always Ashley. Um, 
takes him out of your form because, I mean, we've all been in bands together before, haven't we? Yeah. So me and Dave actually were in a band called Roller Bands about 10 years probably ago. Probably about 10 years ago now, yeah. Probably longer than that, actually. It probably is. Probably about 12 years ago, probably. That's frightening, don't um, me. We were in a band for, what, say, two, three years? Yeah, about three years. And then I lost the plot and... And then me, Danny and Jay were in I Assassin. We were indeed. We I remember seeing you guys play, actually, at the, at the Butter Market. I came to cover an event that you guys were doing. And oh, yeah. I, 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 I think I remember coming over to you guys. Hi, I'm Alex from the Shoes of Biscuit. Want to come on my podcast? Uh, and I think <laughs> I think that's where it kind of be- our relationship sort of began, I think. Yeah, no, I actually remember that, yeah. Yeah, and um, then you, you re- I remember you guys coming up with Chasing Mallory because you, you guys broke up as I Assassin or it stopped and then you were like, we've got something new and I remember all that happening. Yeah. We, it was just before actually, um, it was lockdown, wasn't it? When we, yeah. just before lockdown, we went I Assassin and then lockdown happened and then we kind of parted ways and then me and Danny attempted this, um, acoustic project. Acoustic project, yeah. which, Looking back now, it's so bloody cheesy. I can't even they, go. They realised they were just lost with I absolutely me. love it, by the way. Yeah, Dave is a massive fan of the music that we did, but no. I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with acoustic music. I love acoustic music, but it was it was quite, um, yeah, it was just cheesy. You had your own, you had your own Westlife part of your life. Well, it was actually Michael Bublé. <laughs> really? An evening with Ashley. Yeah. Not one of her finest moments. We actually wrote a song about. Um, well, no, that's not. It's not. It's not a bad subject because it's warranted. But we wrote it about um, the NHS. Oh, really? In, in a good light or a bad light? No, like no. It's in like stay home and like protect yourself from the virus. <laughs> basically. Oh, oh, I see. I see. And how did that go down? <laughs> because um, it was really hard to uh, even do anything positive in that that time of our lives. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, we were, we were drunk quite a bit, <laughs> so can't remember. I just for like, because Danny actually was living here as well, because everyone moved in here. Basically, <laughs> my cousin and Danny. Danny actually had a bed made up on my landing upstairs. <laughs> Do you know that was probably one of the best times of my life. Yeah, <laughs> same. We just got and wrote music and. Yeah, hung out, I guess. But these are the times that need to be documented, right? They are. I mean, like, yeah. oh, well, me and my wife just finished watching The Morning Show on, on Apple TV, if anybody's ever watched that, with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. Amazing. Wonderful show. And the se- second season was all about the pandemic and how it, like, rocked people's worlds. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I remember when they were doing that. And, oh, oh there's the one, the single mask wearer. I'm waiting for the guy that, you know, wears a mask underneath his nose, you know, all those kind of things that happened. You can make TV about that now and people relate to it so much. Yeah, so maybe now you need to really re-release that song now when people go oh yeah they're getting nostalgic about a pandemic which is weird I've been saying this for about six months yeah <laughs> and what do we keep saying Dave? no <laughs> <laughs> no the main lyrics are stay home <laughs> tweak them it'll be fine it's not one, it's not the one for us <laughs> one of my 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 guilty music pleasures I don't think it's that guilty but George Ezra I think is well underestimated I think he's wonderful he's a great songwriter and he was writing he was, I went to watch him live with my, my boy because he absolutely he's infatuated an 8 year old loves George Ezra right and uh, he was saying on stage that his uh, his second album was all about staying in and you know all that the pandemic yeah. stuff uh, uh, no, and no it was, it was in and he wanted to go out 
And then the third album was he was out and he wanted to go back in because it was so scary. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's almost like um like um what's it called when you get that syndrome when you've been inside for too long. Cabin uh, fever. Cabin fever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where do a lot of your writing influences come from? Who, who, who's, who's responsible for writing? Danny, pretty much. <laughs> Straight up, Danny. Danny, yeah, me, me unfortunately. And is that, is that yeah. writing lyrics and music? Um, basically both. Yeah. But I try to not write lyrics because I don't like opening up. <laughs> I get yeah, Ash to open up for me. Like, well, no, because I can't say that I write all the lyrics because I don't. Like Danny, kind of. It works really well because Danny finds the basis of the song and then I just kind of elaborate and then lyrics just, I guess, come really easy. Mm-hmm. But we kind of got the same brain. It's really, really strange. So like, sometimes you actually write the same thing, don't we? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just works. It's a, it's How a long weird... have you known each other? And, and sort of work together basically. musically. Four, four years, two, four years, four years, yeah. Uh, this is going to be great to edit back, I can tell. Yeah, yeah probably <laughs> around right. about four or five years. I think it was about 2018, Ash joined Eye Assassin, so yeah. probably coming up to five mm-hmm. years. That's way out. But I've known you for decades. Yeah, it's been over 10 years. Hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we were like. I've known Dave the longest. My, um, <laughs> 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 My co host in, um, in Vermont, uh, Tom Bruno, who I've worked for with for years, I will say it's, it's weird because he's like. He's like a brother I've never met because he's all the way in America and I can't get over to see him. It's expensive. And then there's a pandemic. Whatever. We've worked together for like coming on five years now. And it's really weird when you're like doing like a podcast. We used to do live podcasts. We used to interview celebrities. Uh, sometimes there were celebrities where you had to be on point. You know, Brian Graydon was worth $89 million, ran MTV for 13 years, you know, wow. co-creator of South Park, big guy. Um, and Carol Baskin, we interviewed, you know, and these are people, yeah, these are people that will sue, will sue you if you do the wrong, or say the wrong thing. So we have to be on point. Yeah. But I feel like when you, the point I'm trying to make is when you work together for so long, you don't always need a script. You can just realize each other's cadences, each other's natural breaks and rhythms. And I guess that's really important when you're in a music, when you're musicians in a band, when you're writing, when you're performing and in these things. Yeah, definitely. We are like a little family. It's really, I mean, just I, all I think most sync. bands kind of say that. Don't yeah. They? We genuinely are like all in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's special. It's nice. Yeah. It does. You do all look like really comfortable and happy and smiley, like with each other. It's, you can tell you've got a nice. That's because we're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we generally are like. Yeah. Yeah. But we can also fall out. I mean, come on, every band will like at each other's throats. And- Have you had proper fallouts? Oh. And how do you recover from them? <laughs> That's a really good question, actually. We haven't had a big one. No. no. I think it's just, just arsed with each other. I guess it's it? more of a bicker. <laughs> Those two were going out last week over. Um, who was coming out of what speaker? <laughs> all, it, all it was was like, Ashley, you were not coming out of speaker. Daniel, I was coming out of speaker. <laughs> Why am I only on five? I only need to be on 11. <laughs> that was literally, I think that's uh, heaviest it gets of us, really. But uh, yeah. just. And then do you have to like go and stand by the speaker to prove your point? How does me, it how does Me it and Dolly are just sitting there and we're like, <laughs> Mummy and Daddy are fighting. We don't like this. <laughs> I think you actually did say that. <laughs> I find it interesting when you have long working partnerships that that create magic. You know, I was watching, um, I'm a big fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and I was watching their podcast the other day and there's Charlie Day and Rob McElhenney talking about how they had, just before they sat down to do a podcast, 
they just had a blazing row about writing and, and the sort of like differences they had in the writing. But they've worked together for over 20 years. And it was like they can have this blazing row in a car park. Come on and do a podcast, you know? It's something psychopathic about it, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Long working relationships and f- forgiveness. I don't know. I don't know if we could do that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too bothered. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so, uh, what comes first? You've very to mention who writes what. Do you write the lyrics first and then the music, or the music and then the lyrics? Gen- music first. He's like, an, he's, he genuinely is insanely mm, talented. It's a genius. He is an actual genius. Mm. Some of the, he, I know you don't like this stuff and he hates compliments, <laughs> but I have to say, like, all the time we just get message through the day and you'll just send a song that he's written in 10 minutes and it and sometimes it's not even chasing Mallory song it's a song that he's just written for a side project and it's like how does this come to you it's just insane so but yeah generally I, do, do you write like the guitar the drums the the melody how do you everything. the melody comes first yeah yes I, I might have an idea for like a like a hook and I'll just build it around that really Guy then yeah. just send it to me and then I come up with a drum track and then and then it gets presented to band practice. Usually majority of the time it, it's guitar is like with a for sort of phonetical like kind of melody for the lyrics is kind of come up with by Danny. Then he'll send it to me <clears throat> and I'll come up with something and then we'll sort of bring it to practice and then we've already kind of got a structure in place. How does it work of there being five of you and coming up with the lyrics? Because I know that sometimes, like, who doesn't like this? And, like, three hands go up and you're like, oh, but I really like that one. <laughs> so I, you all just, you never disagree with what I've written, have you? Like, no. Lyrics-wise. All, just do as you're told. Yeah. yeah. All, do, just really not to. all of them are pretty good. I think, I think I, I've been pretty good over the past is basically figuring out if they sound like different other songs. Like, I think um, one song came up not so long ago and it was like, guys, this is Kids of America. What's going on? <laughs> I had a horse with no name as well. We had that yeah. one. <laughs> that really annoyed me. It's a good song. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think we've ever had any disagreements as how songs thingies. But that's kind of like how all our music influences have come together, really. It's like we're all in agreement with pretty much everything, really. Same as each other. Yeah. We're all in sync, we, which is good. We may have suggestions, you know, like... Um, to tweak things maybe, or maybe not so much with the lyrics, but more the tone sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, but apart from that, you know, we sort of let everyone kind of crack on because yeah. You know, without... What's is there anything that's a big no-no in the in the practice room? Like, say somebody comes in and goes, "Guys, guys, 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 there's this big Google Doll song," and you're like, "Get out, get get out." Is there any of that and those sort of musical influence where it's kind of like we ain't oh, going down that route, covers. buddy? We talk eh? about covers now, yeah. Because well, not just necessarily is... covers, but more like sort of vibes. Like, listen, let's listen to this. Let's feed off this. Is there anything that you guys just absolutely all yeah, agree? Covers. because we don't actually do any as of yet but we are we need to implement some in some kind of way for social media or tiktok or whatever and um we are we struggle with that because we're like no we're not it's actually the only (laughs) argument we actually have ever had as a band and we just thought we'd cut it out (laughs) you guys were doing a thing on 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 instagram weren't you like guess the the bass track or guess 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 the the drum beat drum beat that's it Yeah. yeah yeah that's quite good yeah. Yours went down the best, actually. Well, yeah, but that was because it was rude. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say it was what, a drum you, I can what say, it was from. Say, PH. No. PH. PH. The website PH. You know, the drum beat to that. The what? 
Doesn't matter. Yeah, you can't doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pornhub. Did you say Pornhub? Oh, you can say, well, I don't know. I mean, four or three times now, you're going to have to bleep all those out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the drum beat to Pornhub. Everyone bloody loved that one, didn't they? Yeah. It's probably got the best. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, creatively, um, we've, I mean, the last, the last three years have been rocky for a lot of people. Like the world's, the world has literally changed three times dramatically. I mean, we've had a, a pandemic after the pandemic, and now a, almost a worldwide recession. These things are like influencing people in, in good, bad ways. Like, do you feel like these are, these are the times to be writing music, and is it helping you guys with your creativity? I would definitely agree with that. To be fair, I think our music's it's it's quite emotive anyway. Like, our music is, I guess. Yeah, it's emotional. <laughs> it's yeah. very emotional stuff. And we've got a song called End of the World. So I guess that's based around crap that's happening and crap relationships. Or I guess it's all relative, not the word relative. What we're looking for here. It's, um, it's relevant. The word? No. Yeah. It's relevant. <laughs> I've done stuff a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the, you know, when, it's, when you look at somebody, it can be subjective. That's the word. Subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think everything's subjective now, though, isn't it, Verity? Like, everything that you say out there, you can be like, I really like the, the blue skies. Some people are like, no, no, they're awful. You, like, it seems to be that everything you put out there at the moment seems to have a disagreement. Mm. You could talk about how, like, okay, like, one of my biggest arguments is I think, I don't know how this is going to go down in a room full of musicians. I think Nickelback have been unfairly treated for the last sort of... Absolutely. Hey, I love Agreed. that. I love Nickelback that. rocks. I love it's Nickelback. Yeah. Their new album As a drummer, <laughs> As a drummer, I think you've got to appreciate them. They've got an amazing drummer. Like, you know, I love them. And, and I feel like uh, like people jump on a bandwagon like that, don't they? Very easily. But I think, if anything, that kind of has helped their career. Because if you really think back to like the time when Nickelback came out and all the bands that came out with them, how many of those bands are still relevant today and are as big as Nickelback? I think, mm. if anything, the hate has actually long... Giving them longevity, I think. Yeah, 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 their yeah. career. So I, I think, if anything, that's actually helped them because they've had so much hate. Like they've always stayed relevant, if you get what I mean. Yeah. 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 It was always because when they released Rockstar, it's like your mum and everybody were listening to it in the car and stuff like that. And it yeah. became easy to hate sort of thing. Almost like Gerard Leto is these days of any movie he does. Everybody hates him, but just because he's Gerard Leto. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hate him. There we go. <laughs> you see, I think 30 Seconds to Mars was so badly treated. I'm joking. <laughs> I do like 30 Seconds to Mars. Those first three albums were stunning and then it kind of jumped off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 When you guys uh, are like listening to other music, you say you like disagree. You've done different genres, if you like. What, where do you, what do you listen to? Where do you get your inspiration, or where do you, who do you admire musically? It's a really we've got to go around the room on that one, I guess. I think we have, yeah. Yeah, we've got to go around the room. I think it's kind I mean, of. I I could spend an hour, maybe two hours, talking about bands that nobody's ever heard of. Jay likes obscure music. <laughs> yeah, I, I li listen to everything. I'm always trying to turn people onto different music. And uh, I, I like, you know, it's such a cliche when people say, you know, I love everything, but I genuinely pretty much do love everything from jazz, metal, death metal, rock, you know, um, R&B, anything. And I'm always, every single week, I'm sort of like, oh, have you heard this band? You know. <laughs> 
Where do you find them? But so, oh, you do give you do give us some good pointers. I do every now in the right again. direction. Yeah, for sure. Dave, Dave said once when we were supposed to have an hour set, we could do a half an hour of us playing live, and then another half an hour of me just telling the audience about different bands. <laughs> 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 Can we play something now, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's you, uh, Ash. Who 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 do you who are you inspired by? I'm probably more like the kind of pop punk kind of genre, I guess. But yeah, like Jay, like I'm very eclectic. I love everything. As long as people can perform live, I like it, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I would probably say more like, I mean, I love Papa Roach's new music, actually. The new album, Ego Trip, is mint. I remember. That's it. all I listen to, to be honest. <laughs> My phone's on this mad trip at the moment. Like I'll Because I've got... Um, YouTube music and I put my playlist on you know it collects all my favourite things I highly suspect my, my Frank Carter and the Rattlesnake whatever I'm playing and now and again it, it threw like a, a new Papa Roach song out and I was kind of like go on then did you like it? <laughs> and it was good I really enjoyed it yeah, yeah so it's surprisingly good, good I didn't expect it to be fair yeah. Frank Carter's amazing I love the song I Hate You it's like my when when someone cuts me up in my car that's the song I put on <laughs> if, you're, if you've got a friend that you're banter with on, on a quite a serious but fun level look for the song Frank Carter I Hate You and just send it to him on WhatsApp Oh, it's brilliant, it's, brilliant. it's a great it's a great icebreaker oh, I haven't spoke to you in ages but here's a song I thought of you bam and uh, it's wonderful I'll play it for you later Verity if you like <laughs> what do you guys listen to what are you what do you like to listen to what's your genres like I know you're supposed to be at the moment, I'm really enjoying Paolo Natini. Yeah. Uh, mm. he, yeah. He, melts, he melts my heart a little bit. Yeah. I think I might be in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a lot of running at the moment, though. Do you have a running playlist? Yeah, but it's uh, it's just a generic one with a certain beats per minute because I'm trying to stabilise my running pace. <laughs> so it's not actually music I'm choosing at the moment. Oh, okay, that's interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a Spotify, 180 beats per minute. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Now. I didn't realise that he had stuff like that. Is it new music? Does he have new music out, Palantini, or is it uh, new old stuff? He has got a new album out. I say new in the last year or so. Oh, okay. He has yeah. got a new one. Yeah, he has got a new one. I was listening to it before. So, oh, there he is. Echoes. I wonder where he was. It's my favourite. Mm. Yeah. What do you listen to? What's your like? I my my uh, playlist is is, is I need to say bipolar. Then that's really uh, inappropriate. <laughs> it's interesting because I will listen to Wu Tang Clan. I'll listen to Weezer. Um, I, I remember I went on holiday and somebody's playing some example and I was like, oh, I forgot he exists. Now I've been, a whiskey story by example is one of the soundtracks of my life. It's so good. So I, I can listen to a bit of anything. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm most listening to Highly Suspect. I mentioned Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Uh, and Weezer did an amazing thing that nobody's, nobody's really talking about. They released an album, last year, they released an album for every single season of the year. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's wonderful. Seasons, it's called. And, like, I'm, I'm so up on that because it's four albums in a year. Like, yeah. which band does that? We used to don't get cool. any, like, enough credit. No. Like, the Teal album where they did all covers was just, like, their cover of... Um, Tears Fears was absolutely amazing. I remember having a conversation with a colleague. I, I work, I work with kids that come out of care, and uh, but it was a few years ago. And there's a couple of kids around, and we we're talking about music and stuff like that. And there's one of my colleagues, and uh, we were, they were talking about music. I was like, "You guys and your music, uh, you know, 
I've just listened to Weezer, best time ever. And my colleague went, Weezer? And I gave her this look like, <laughs> like, like I, can't, I can't say the word I said in my head, but I was like, ooh, how dare you? Like, you were going to send a Frank Carter, I hate you, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dave, the, the, the songwriter, what inspires you? I think it's Danny. Danny, Danny sorry, <laughs> Dave. Just make Danny. I'll, I'll take that one. Danny, <laughs> Dave. Dave um, what have you got for us? What, what? Um, I'm more of a classic rock sort of guy, really. A little bit of metal here and there. Um, ACDC, like Faith No More, like one of my favourite bands of all time. Ghost. And Ghost now, yeah. Ghost are incredible. Ghost. Yeah, so. Classic beats, though. They're, 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 they are some of the riffs that sort of become timeless, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, and you can take a lot out of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it, uh, what do I, oh, yeah, yourself. Sorry. Yeah, well, I always started listening to more like the classic stuff, like Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden. Metallica, because that's what my mum and dad always listened to. And I remember I went to watch Metallica download 2012. The first band on were As I Lay Dying. I thought, yes, this is the stuff. Then I got into metalcore, then it got heavier. And then ever since then, I've just been disappointing my parents more and more. (laughs) (laughs) As it got more and more heavy. (laughs) Uh, Wrong, though. Some of the stuff he listens to, it's like... It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) There there, there are bands that I've tried with. Um, I, I... like System of a Down were always a band for me growing up. I absolutely adored uh, Faith by Limp Biscuit. I'd throw, throw up in my room, just smash, smash out of my room, just like. <laughs> um, and uh, Slipknot was a band I could never listen to when I was younger, which is really weird. But I started doing the radio last year. I did like nearly two years of um, naughty talk, all naughty's music, and there was a listener that was like, "Oh, you're not playing any rock music." So I was like, "All right then, big man, I'll give you four songs to show yourself." So he he, he sent for four songs for me to play, and I was like, "These are really good." So I gave him his own segment on the show. We called it Ryan's Corner. We made a big noise. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, Ryan Berger, if you listen to this, yeah, I love you. And he, he used to send a lot of Slipknot. And what I used to do is I used to because it was only a day a day a week. I'd listen to my playlist in order in my car just to make sure it all sounded good you know just to be a professional and a duality by slipknot came on in my car it was really loud and i cried so hard that really? that song really touched me on a, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a on a molecular level mm-hmm. and this is the guy who's kind of almost avoided slipknot all my life now i love slipknot which is weird isn't it yeah I had, a, I had the same thing with avenge sevenfold like listen to loads of albums <laughs> loved them couldn't get into them at all and then saw him like three times still couldn't get into them on the fourth time loved them <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> really, what do you mean, like, when you saw them for the fourth time for when I saw them for the fourth time I used to just go with friends and stuff and then the fourth time I saw them just fell in love with them and then all them albums no just clicked for me I don't know what it was I um, was with you I was was I with you probably you probably were there for one of them maybe yeah, it was the same for me and Maiden like mm. Iron Maiden it, it took me a long time to really appreciate the music and now I absolutely love them when I was younger I just couldn't get into it but now I absolutely love Iron Maiden mm. is there anything that's taken you by surprise Verity musically that you like, always kind of avoided or not didn't realise you were going to like but you love I don't know I'm a, I, I kind of like most things mm. but <laughs> I chuckled in my head before when you were talking about like doing cheesy sort of acoustic stuff. I was thinking, ah, oh, it's right up my street. I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> so anything cheesy for me. Pardon? We'll show you the library. Wonderful. I can't wait. <laughs> but anything che- like electro swing, jazz, pop, cheesy, Motown, soul. That's that's my sort of... I'll tell you something. Oh, yeah. That's really and like... Casey Mallory. 
And Chasing Kim Mallory, Mallory, of course. Oh, don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to those guys. <laughs> One thing I love at the moment, which I love to like, if I'm editing video and I don't need to listen to the audio, or if I'm doing artwork or something, lo-fi is such a good sound for me. Like lo-fi, any lo-fi music, you can go onto YouTube right now, type in lo-fi, and you can find like an endless like list of songs that just go on for hours, and it's just really just relaxed hip hop, and I love that so much. I went to. Um, What's the other Albert's? The Poor House. I went to the Poor House um, in Shrewsbury and um, Albert's Poor House. Um, it's in Frankwell. Oh, um, and they had the yeah. DJ there and he was just playing this. We were going to watch uh, um, something at the, the theatre and he was playing lo-fi. I said to my wife, can we just stay here instead? It's brilliant. I love it. It's crazy how our music, musical things change. Our choosing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. How long have you guys been chasing Mallory for? It's only been, it's been less than two years. Yeah, it was like a year and a half. 18, it's not been 18 months yet. Even though you're basically a year and a half. Because yeah. did I, uh, have you played at the O2? Did I? Yeah. We did, yeah. Because that's pretty insane. What was that like? I mean, we're, we weren't, we're not talking like the big, the big main like arena O2. It was, we've, we've played twice actually. We've played first at the Institute 3, right? Yeah. That's and the then at the Academy. Academy 3. Academy 3. Um, it was awesome, yeah. Like it's a great setup, it's a great vibe. It's not as um it's pretty grungy actually in there. Like it's not pristine you'd expect it to be all pristine, but it's it's not. Sure. But it was a great experience, yeah. We packed Loved place. it. Yeah, it was the first gig more so than the second gig. Mm. Yeah. Institute three, which is a lot Institute more three is the one upstairs, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. yeah think... Carrying our gear up there is a Yeah, really fun carrying a drum kit up that. <laughs> yeah. How many trips up the yeah. stairs? Yeah. It's almost like the like the smaller you are as a band, the more flights of stairs you've got to take. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I went for uh, a walk around that that is it's a great building by the way. It's one of the greatest places mm. I love it's to go cool, and watch yeah. music. I've been to see bowling for soup there, fun. Um, I, uh, walk the moon. We've seen a few bands there that I absolutely adore, and it's just a great little venue. And those venues yeah. are so so important for folks like yourselves that are starting and need that venue to sort of as yeah, a step definitely. up, right? For sure. We're quite surprised at that turnout, weren't we? I think we were really surprised. I think the main thing that I got excited about is that well, our names were just on the big billboard outside. We've been driving fast ever so they many times. COVID yeah. at the time as well. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a moment, to be fair. I actually yeah. you remember. I don't think he even said in the car when we drove past it. I actually started to get a bit emotional. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you drive past this venue, like kind of, especially going to see gigs there. We've been going to see gigs there since we're like 15, 16. Yeah. And then you just drive past and it's like, your name's up on that board. It's like, it makes you just like, ah, oh, yeah. man. It makes you feel it's all worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. So, it's just really cool. The little, the little things. Yeah. The little things. That, that's quite a big thing, though. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, yeah. That, I do like don't it. underplay yeah. that. That's <laughs> awesome. That is really awesome. What's been your favourite gig? Or your biggest? Or your smallest? It's probably that gig, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, I think, I think um, the one coming up is going to be quite special. Yeah. You like it, it Bush Hall in London. Mm-hmm. Which one's yeah, that? Yeah, elaborate. Um, elaborate, Jay. <laughs> yeah, my only moment. This is your um, moment. So yeah, so basically, I I come from a bit of a, a rock family. Um, my granddad is Ian Hunter from Moth Hoople. Um, you you might know the song All the Young Dudes and uh, what have you. So um, he's getting on now. He's eighty three, so he doesn't really tour as much anymore. Um, but his band uh, called the Ramp Band, they're going to be doing a tour. 
Uh, they've already done a few shows in America. They're going to be doing England and the rest of Europe. And um, it's basically um, celebrating my granddad's life and Mott the Hoople. So it's 50 years of, you know, Ian Hunter and Mott the Hoople. And um, we're going to be main support uh, for the London show, which is at Bush Hall. And um, a guy called Alejandro, who's, um, you know, pretty well known in the industry, is going to be singing for them. Uh, taking the reins from my granddad and um yeah we're going to be main support for it which is gonna be really nice you know 27th of march is it uh 27th of march yeah bushall in london and how many people does that venue hold sorry how many people does that venue hold 450 yeah Um, and i don't think there's many tickets left already really yeah wow really cool venue it's um it's in shepherd's bush it's it's almost looks a little bit like um a ball, it's like a ballroom. It's like a theatre. Yeah. Yeah. It's been it's, it's it, cool. It's like a theatre room. It's been quite a lot of movies and TV programmes. I think 1975 just released a video of them playing there. Oh, wow. So, wow. yeah, it's quite a known venue. So, yeah, really yeah. excited to really get there, really, in all fairness. It's definitely our biggest thing to date. So, of mm. course, anxiety and <laughs> all of those <laughs> things will come along with it, for sure. But um, yeah. it's exciting. Both we're we're buzzing about yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, expectation like, honestly they could have done it in a much bigger venue but i think the idea is just so keep, it, keep intimate. it more intimate yeah and um, um, what's uh what have you put in the rider um what are you expecting blue uh, just blue m&ms um a bucket of chicken <laughs> you know, we haven't actually been um, doing that yet but um <laughs> i think I? who's going to be the biggest diva if i ask for anything maybe maybe some haribo I mean, you, I'm happy you literally with said to us, "You want some Savion Blanc?" As, as you're getting ready, <laughs> <laughs> you asked me, "Daddy's picking Mudhouse Savion Blanc." Thank you very much. <laughs> what would you have uh, on a rider, Verity? Uh, if they, if if you could have anything, like if they'd be like, "Oh, what do you want backstage?" <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like a really fluffy onesie uh, to be cosy in. Yeah. Um, I'd like skills. I'm pretty simple. I don't. I don't need much. Palomini. Paolo Nadini. Can you can I request him? Can he be yeah. there? Yeah, sure. backstage. I'll have yeah, him and Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'd have. I, do you know what? I've got such imposter syndrome. I'll be like, oh, I'm just so happy to be here. Just, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. What, Is there anybody out there? Like, you know. What would you I have? think genuine question and keep it PG. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a Greg's sausage roll. Steak bake. Can't beat him. There was a there was a thing we had for a rider last year that we were supposed to be doing, but didn't it was do a, it in the end. It was a framed picture of Ainsley Harriet. Four framed pictures of Ainsley Harriet. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's 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 not sugarcoat that. Dave loves Ainsley Harriet like genuine boys. He's, he's a bit of a legend anyway. But yes, who doesn't love Ainsley Dave Harriet? Loves <laughs> Ainsley Harriet. I want to push the boat out there. I want to see what I can get away with. So it's did, like, did you request it? He wouldn't put it down on the list. <laughs> I'm pointing at Jay right. <laughs> I think he's the only cut. He's, wasn't he mentioned in the Dre's 2001 album exhibit? I think mentioned Ainsley Harriet. I think there was, there was a song. He's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, about you, what would you? Yeah. If if he was really busy, somebody else to play guitar so he'd have a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Some Valium then. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Some Valium. <laughs> okay. Then what we'll do is we'll isolate this bit here as a bit of audio. Uh, I'll throw it onto Instagram. I don't want to ask it. Anybody that listens to this or sees this, um, we're going to see it. There's no cameras. But um, <laughs> what would you have on a rider? If you were doing a gig and they said, you can have whatever you want to make you feel comfortable, what would you choose? I think it's a great question. Uh, great question. Unless it's someone like me and I'm kind of like... <laughs> 
just 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 your appreciation <laughs> and the smile on your face. Thank you very much. I remember we did. I did a thing at um, uh, what the Wellington Orbit, a uh, great uh, independent cinema in, in Wellington, um, and they were they've got a. Uh, a month, I think it's a monthly meetup for uh, creators, content creators, and they asked me to come and speak about the biscuit and stuff. I said, like, "Oh my god, no way! Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll come and do that. That's really cool." And I turned up, and um, I, I took my equipment and I set it all up on the desk and stuff. And I went and sat down, and for too long, for too long, it was just me and my wife just sat there in this empty building. <laughs> <laughs> I was the people behind the desk, and I was kind of like. No one's turning up. <laughs> I was like, no one's coming. But they did. It filled out. And I was, I nearly cried just before. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to go and talk now. And I'm really emotional. Like, oh. you know, does it feel nice though to have people reciprocate what you're doing? Yeah, I would be lying if I didn't say that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I guess when I'm singing the music, I genuinely am singing it like I mean it and thinking about it and trying to connect with the audience. And I guess when you see people connect with you, it's yeah, it's quite it's a it's a motive when you see people like that. I think as well when you've got actual like it's it's funny because like whenever you start off as a band, you've always got your friends and your family and people like that mm. all rock up. But then as you start start to progress, you you're like, oh, wait, do you you know that guy? No, it's, I think that's a fan. And then you, when you start getting <laughs> actual fans of your band who show up to your gate, it's extremely humbling. You know, yeah, it makes you think yeah. you're doing something right. It's a bit weird, though, still. <laughs> we had um, this one kid, actually. I think I actually did well up a little bit, actually. You know that Paddy? What's his name? Oh, but is yeah. it Paddy, Paddy isn't yeah. it? And he travelled, I think he was he was 14, and he travelled an hour to come and see us. Further than that. It's literally on, like, the couple of hours. The coast, in, south in, coast. Was he wearing one of our T-shirts? Or we bought a T-shirt. Mm -hmm. And um, it really, really got to me, like, proper touch me. Um, when we had a picture together and he put it on his Instagram and he put like one of the best nights of my life Aww, and it was just like adorable. the that is genuinely the reason why you would ever do this like want to put yourself out there and like strive I guess to get signed and do all these things but those are the bits that really mean something for sure oh that's lovely that is lovely and you, you said about like what is your goal What what's next what's coming up fame Please oh. don't have Jay, to sell another no. car again in my life. <laughs> Jay's joking; he doesn't really mean that. Do <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> car. to be honest, I think if to be honest to be have a, to have a platform to like put music out and to do something that really matters, I feel it sounds really cliche, but we would use our platform in a really positive way. I think, yeah. You know? And um, but moving forward, if we could get signed, I mean, that's the ultimate dream. Yeah, definitely. travel the world, take. All of our families, you know, some of us have got children. Dave's got um, two kids, and um, Jay's got one as well. We all haven't because <laughs> we're still children. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the dream, really. Yeah, you know, travel the world and play music and make people happy. I guess. Anybody got any objections to that? Sounds. I think it's spot on, really. Yeah. All, in yeah, all in agreement. I see. I see people like Bert Kreischer out there enjoying life, and I'm kind of like. I just want to be him. No, he's got no. He hasn't got to worry about bills anymore. He can do release videos of him walking around in his pants. People think he's hilarious. <laughs> like he doesn't have to do. He just goes out and has fun now. And that's that's that for me would just be that would be it. Just release any old crap on Instagram and people just adore you. Like that'd be great, wouldn't it? It would be amazing. Yeah. So so if that if that's the dream, 
Right, you already have got a, a nice bond and you clearly spend a lot of time together and you work Too well. Much. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> who, who would be the most annoying if you're on the road together? Mm. Oh, <laughs> Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> the drummer, the drummer is tapping away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's more than tapping away sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we all know it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just do everyone's edit. <laughs> And no, Ash, man, you've already no. been accused of being a diva. I think those were your words, though. Is no, that? No, I didn't say that. Actually, <laughs> really, you are a bit of a diva. Diva? What? Who, who would be I, the biggest diva? Do you know why you think I'm a diva? It's because I'm so I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to our craft. I can't help being a perfectionist. I love it. No, but that genuinely is it. There's nothing else that I I'm so like. Come on. Am I, <laughs> it's just the fact he said I'm not a diva. And I continued to be like. Diva. This is what a diva is. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. no, to be honest, I am complete. I am low key though. Apart from music, if it's anything to do with music or the sound or the way that I vision something, then of course I'm passionate about that. But that was a really beautiful moment. I was going to say for the, the people who couldn't see you right there. Ash was looking around the room for support, and he got none. <laughs> none. Do you know what? I'll, I'll take that. I'll take it. <laughs> I sit very comfortable in that space. Where is my chai latte? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, in uh, in in my in my world, the world of podcasts and analytics, and uh, trying to trying to trying to again, same as you guys, just trying to make a name for yourself and stuff. I'm constantly having to change things, take a little bit of this out, put a bit of this in. Is there anything that you guys have had to change about your setup to try and reach your goals? I think a lot of I think we've been testing water with like social media. It in a great way, by the way. I, I, I mean this in a genuine way, not to suck up. I've loved your so social media for a long time. If you're listening to this, guys, go cha uh, go go and follow Chasing Mallory on Instagram and watch. Dude, your social media's great. Do you think so? We yeah. Just, <laughs> we just wish the algorithm would like it on Instagram sometimes. Yeah, the algorithm <laughs> is against us. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been testing the water social media? Yeah. Kind of like social media is difficult because it's like finding that niche where, you know, you could post a – well, Danny proved that the other day when he did – we won't go there though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you could just find a little niche and you post a video that could be five seconds longer then it could get traction and get thousands of likes and followers and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just finding that place and it doesn't, I, don't, I guess it doesn't come naturally to us. So we're having to kind of test the water, what works. You know, you can't just have us singing along to a song on a track because it just doesn't really work in the video. We're, we're fully aware we are a bunch of dudes in our 30s, you know, and we're yeah. trying desperately to be like, of course, relevant. <laughs> I, think, I think we've all got in our mind is that we're just trying so much stuff to see what hits the walls because all you need is just that one thing to go viral, which Danny constantly tells us. Yeah. <laughs> so we just need that one though. thing to go viral yeah. and then literally you can take care of itself from there, yeah. really. In a town like Shrewsbury, do you feel like it's it's important to, to, to conquer this town first before you can go on worldwide? Is there a, is there, is there a method to that sort of like... I think it, there's no prejudice against like we've done all of... We've been in bands, mm. you know, where we've played the club scene and all that, which is great and, and I've loved it and there's nothing nothing against it but because we've experienced that those bits now we kind of want to be doing more you know like bigger I've done, and better yeah I had a taste for it it's mm. like um yeah essentially we are planning to do some more local shows soon though um 
don't know where yet, but because of the show that we've got in London, we kind of, because we've taken five months out writing uh, new music and stuff, we kind of need to be back on a stage before we go and do that one in London. Because yeah, because I saw you at the, 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 the food festival and you're, I was like, yo, come on the show. And you're like, oh, we're taking a bit of a break at the moment. I was like, all right then. There'd <laughs> <laughs> be nothing to talk about back then though. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. literally mm-hmm. us writing and all of us. No, it makes sense. Know, makes planning sense. for what's to come, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We were just sort of just working out what direction we were going in and just coming up with new ideas and i, w- I was injured as well and, um, <laughs> yeah da- danny injured. i was injured as well you were injured as well mm. why were you injured i was playing guitar too much and then basically you know like tendonitis i had that in my wrists both oh, wrists oh, no. so i was in agony for like two three months is that a like repetitive yeah, yeah yeah oh god that's did, horrible did you not play when you had that I was playing it. I was playing through the pain barrier for like a good week, like an idiot. <laughs> I was going to say, what a hero <laughs> or idiot? Sure, <laughs> massive idiot. Yeah, and yeah, and then horrible. you have to just rest for it to get better. Yeah, it was quite depressing, really, not playing guitar for two months. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. what you love to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's your. But you would sit in front of the computer and play for like eight hours straight. So you can imagine, like, I'm serious. That's not even an exaggeration. No, he, he does do so, this. Would be hyper focused, even while working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no wonder. So, what what do you you've met? You do car sales. Yeah. What what do you all do, sort of to tick over? Go on, Dave. This is a bunch. Only fan. Yeah, yeah. The only. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, should we start from left to right then? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a carpenter, so just working on site, unfortunately. Over time, <laughs> hey, carpenters are brilliant at what they do. Good job. Well, the others are probably are. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was a, I was a, an apprentice carpenter for two days. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a company way back in the day, and they they were hiring apprentice kids to get all the the cruddy jobs done, and then they'd bin them after two days. So it was horrible. I was, I, yeah. It gets to the point now. I kind of wish I left after the second. Day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a carpenter. You're good with your wood. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> what do you do, Dave? Uh, I'm a cinema owner, which You're is completely random. A cinema owner? A cinema owner, yeah. I own the, cin- the Regent Cinema in Newtown, Powys. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's a different kind of job. That's pretty niche. Yeah, it is really yeah. niche. I wasn't yeah. expecting... So, no, no, nobody really expects it. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said cinema owner. Like, it's just a normal job. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just a cinema owner. It's a really cool... It's a really cool... I thought cool as well, I just said, like, oh, yeah, I'm a waiter. <laughs> I used to be a waiter. <laughs> so, if there's any new films coming out, I need to speak to you then. You do, yeah. I normally have them on release. I have them a few days before, so if you ever need any hooking up... I'm your man. <laughs> but you have to get popcorn, as Dave says. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, have, you have to spend £5 on snacks. <laughs> is this like a, a really an, an old cinema that's, that you're keeping alive, or is it something you opened recently? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a long story. Um, I we'll sad- get back to chasing Mallory in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, I sadly lost my dad in 2019, um, and it, we basically had like kind of um, cinemas in the family for years and years, um, probably about 50-odd years, I think. Um, and there was nobody really to take it over, and I came from like managing restaurants and hotels, and I couldn't really see my dad's stuff go to down the pan, really. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. If it fails, it fails. If it goes well, it goes well. So. And it's booming. Yeah. So. Three years later, I'm still there. So I had no idea what I was doing when I went in there, and 
yeah. You literally turned it around, though. Don't don't give yourself credit, man. I know, man. But I just you know. no, but it, <laughs> no, he literally turned it around, and it's doing extremely well, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, yeah. We've we've gone through coronavirus. We're going for a recession. So yeah, to, for us to be alive, it's just great. In all fairness, so. Yeah. yeah, well done. Just over the border there. Well, we, we definitely uh, we could do something with the biscuit with that. That's fantastic. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. And you? Yeah, I've already <laughs> said, yeah, I'm a car salesman. Yeah. And I love that. I'm just a, just a, car, a car salesman. A lot of people couldn't do that job. Yeah. Well, everyone needs a car. Yeah. That's right. You have to be a certain to do it <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's a good gig um i'm not i'm not in a main dealer i'm just in a used car place in Austria. but yeah I, no i enjoy it it's all right i could be doing a lot worse things so <laughs> so you can talk the talk then yeah somewhat i mean it definitely helps having adhd <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the only times it's actually useful in a job you know, buy a car if you just shut him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you yeah. leave me alone, it works. I'll buy this car. <laughs> just please shut up. <laughs> I can just imagine someone with ADHD, uh, just like, can you describe the characteristics of the car? You really don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you just hear that. <gasps> Bless you. Um, so yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I do. Ashley, I, I basically. Cut everyone's hair, <laughs> literally. Everyone's hair is done by me, and oh, especially Ollie's over there. <laughs> That's all I do. It's really boring, but you know, I actually get a lot from it. It's, it's fun. Why not? Bit of banter. Dave, you need a haircut. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you need to cut my hair. <laughs> Let's do it soon. Let's do it soon. So you're a hairdresser? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Would you want? Do you want to come and have a drink? I've got, I've got nothing for you to cut me. <laughs> follically challenged. Do you do girls' hair as well? I can do what. I can do it all. Amazing. It Re- really helps the argument that you're not a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, men and women. Yep. <laughs> Still talking about hair. Um, and and no yourself? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I work in digital marketing, so do web pages and email marketing and what stuff. Okay. It's not very interesting, if I'm honest. <laughs> Now you know why he plays guitar for eight hours a day. <laughs> Hopefully, it, don't listen to this. <laughs> it is interesting. It is, we're speaking to um, uh, a marketing agency at the moment because we need to bring in sponsors to the Shoes of Biscuit, and it's not something I'm very good at. So, going out there and making yourself uh, look good, um, and and to having the analytics and the and the and the data back there, and, and you know, it's very it's a science. So. You say it's just one of those things, but it's not. It's it's a, it's an important job, really. Yeah, it's, it's quite vast. Down, it's quite vast. The field is, to be fair. <clears throat> but yeah, he also does does all of our music videos, edits, films, everything. I don't know that you've seen any of the music videos. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Danny does them all. Oh, yeah. He's like a multi-tool. He's like a Swiss Army knife. He's got. I suppose he's got a different appendages. I <laughs> think to say. So if you, any of you listeners want to get your hair cut in a nice cinema that's been carpeted really, really well and, and you, your popcorn sold to you by an expert and marketed brilliantly on social media where you saw it, then Chasing Mallory is the great band to come to. That's really good. That's be our new slogan. I expected an applause there, guys, honestly. <laughs> um, so um, what's coming up? Uh, what, what can, if somebody's listening to this in Shrewsbury now, how can they sort of uh, get in, get involved into your universe? How can, how can they come, where can they come and see you? Where can they listen to you guys? And Well, I think it's, I guess, mostly on social media. Mostly probably Facebook, Instagram, right? I, th- I think all you got to do is just go to chasingmallory.com 
yeah. and literally all our music all of our links to all our social media is all there yeah. so yeah. pretty simple really I'll just speak to Alexa just ask Alexa okay yeah. so you got that. that's what I did this evening did you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got home yeah. you're on all the, all the platforms so basically you can yeah road tested by Verity yeah. yeah it works it works <laughs> yeah um, and, and I'll say this to anybody as well support local musicians support them you know whether it's Spotify I mean I know it's, it's good to like get the money to the bands and stuff but just to support you guys and listening to your music and, and making it a part of your your regular routine is, is really important I feel like because then you will want to go to see them live and you can tell people about them so um, a lot of local bands are involved with spotify and google music or whatever it is youtube music you know there are there are ways to go out there and regularly listen to local musicians so um not to preach or anything but guys you know support your local bands <laughs> i think especially now considering like you know how everything has gone up in price you know majority of the time going to see a local band is free with the exception of like maybe your drinks or anything mm. so you know like people should just go and look at like go check out new music because it's a cheap night out if as long as you you know stick to coca-cola or something but like yeah. um <laughs> yeah it's uh it it's much cheaper than no offense dave going to the cinema but low blow low blow <laughs> uh, he's still in business Cineworld I mean <laughs> um, yeah I feel like it. you're right it, supporting local establishments is good I mean like uh, I remember that, uh, a couple of days ago Beyonce was like, like I'm going to go on a world tour do Beyonce and everybody was kind of like well I'm going to have to re remortgage my house and I'm like yeah. you know what I mean those tickets are just ridiculous how much were they? I don't know, but because of her like, last yeah, tour, people talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, buying tickets to go and see a gig now is is, is extortionate, isn't it? Have you, yeah. have you been to see a gig? No, not lately. I've um, I'm going to see Arctic Monkeys later this year, which I'm quite excited about. Ooh, but cool. I did I did look at Paolo Nadini tickets, and they were hundreds. Hundreds, really? Hundreds. No way. Like two, over 200 quid. Well, we're actually playing in Telford on the 28th, 7th? 27th of May. 27th of yeah. May. Saturday. The new venue is it Firefly? Mm -hmm. Um so it comes to that we're not that expensive. Actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you can come for free. <laughs> oh, bless you, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm really glad. Do, do, what do you think what do you think of Shrewsbury and like the, the available uh venues that we have? Do you feel like we need more? Do you think they're adequate? Do you think they're big enough? Do you feel like we could do with like an O2 an O2 Academy here? Yeah, I think we oh, absolutely okay. yeah, we need to be honest, they closed a venue called Unit 32. I don't think you... Did you? No, you ever come to that? played a bit. Yeah. It was a place called Unit 32, which used to be... Liquid. Um, liquid. It used to be Diva, Diva, as in liquid, liquid and Diva. Diva. Yeah. <laughs> Back I in the day. It something else then. <laughs> you probably know the old saying, no name, nothing, doesn't matter. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not... I mean, there's the Albert Shed, um, which is obviously a great venue, but it's quite an awkward shape. You know, there's there's like a pillow kind of in front of it. The OPO have got like a nice room upstairs, haven't they? It's quite big. Yeah, we suggested that at one point, yeah. didn't we? Um, That's the old post office as well, if you listen to this from outside of Shrewsbury. So. The only thing with that venue is that it doesn't have a, a, like a, an actual system already set up, as in like, obviously we'd have to get a sound tech anyway, but then you have to kind of bring in like all of the... PA and all of that stuff. Mm. It's quite it's easier when you've already got like a stage in there. And um, there's there's a lot of festivals that that happen in Shrewsbury. Um, you know, there's the there's Oktoberfest, and we've had the the Mile of Smiles, a lot of stuff that Beth Heath has done. Um, 
Uh, there's there's so much though that happens in Shrewsbury. Is there any um, sort of uh, sort of you guys want to get involved with any of that? Oktoberfest is an epic. Yeah. Has, have you have you been? Mm. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. How good is October? I think the last time we saw each other before you came on Scouts was it uh, was October. Oh, was a Pharisee. She was like, Alex. But you, do like, you know what? I I went last year. I missed all the live band because I got totally hooked on the silent disco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> silent disco is brilliant. Yeah. I was in there all day. There was, I, as far as I knew, I was the only person in there. I think there was quite a lot of people in there, but I was in my own little world. I I'm absolutely so glad loved it. Silent disco. <laughs> 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 no, it's a great it's a great event the only thing is is that because obviously it's, the bands that play it's more like cover based because it needs to be crowd you know like people know they can sing along to it yeah, yeah yeah and I guess we don't really do a lot of that so it'd be hard I'd love to play there my god gonna say we're always open our marketing details are available on our website chasingmallory.com <laughs> do you have a website do you say we do indeed that's www.chasingmallory.com <laughs> what's that again sorry www. <laughs> <laughs> how many w's <laughs> www.chasingmallory.com <laughs> <laughs> We're the only oh, website in the world to have four W's. <laughs> www. Ski with water. <laughs> um, yeah, I get it. And, and there's got to be that fine balance, isn't there? I mean, you talk about covers. It must be really frustrating for you guys wanting to play your own stuff. Swore me and show. Oh, wow. There you go. Wanting okay. to play your own because I'm so comfortable. You want to play your own stuff, um, but people are like, yo, play Wonderwall. You know, like. <laughs> we're lucky because i guess because we play you know the last couple of gigs i've been in the o2 and that people are there to see new music and stuff that they're not expecting to see covers in a sense are they i think we've never been asked or said to you know it's really the way we built our brand really because we wanted to we wanted to branch chasing mallory out to a brand and like kind of just get our music out there first and once it's established then we start gigging and stuff like that so then we don't have to do gig for the sake of it really yeah and stuff like that so people already know us before we actually get to the venues and yeah so anyone ask for wonderful they're getting a drumstick to the face <laughs> yeah well, that would have been well. yeah, non-violent <laughs> way <laughs> yeah like you know emotionally yeah. you're gonna get an emotional, emotional drumstick to the face <laughs> with a stare yeah. give me the stare I'll really <laughs> oh well, that reminds me that one time where we took you on your stag you had it playing in your ears for like yeah my stag three hours <laughs> he I hates the song Wonderwall so we kidnapped him from his house without him knowing well he knew when we got there <laughs> <laughs> although did you you were blindfolded and put yeah, yeah I was blindfolded like, Maggie what are you this doing is my stag do this isn't just like a Tuesday <laughs> but like uh, yeah my stag do they um, cable tied me and then put a bag over my head and then strapped uh, headphones to my head and just put Wonderwall by Oasis on repeat <laughs> all the way to a certain establishment. <laughs> yeah. And they chucked me in a van as well. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty, pretty like, And then you... And then we got leaps. The, and then we like, went to... Um, um, yeah, you stopped off at McDonald's as well. Just left me in a van. <laughs> Do you know With what? La- lads are so different to girls. I know, yeah. But at least, we, yeah. But then we caught a flight to Budapest, and it was fun. the sickest time ever. So it was fun. Yeah, we had fun. It was worth a tumultuous journey. They eventually let you stop listening to Wonderwall. Then, yeah, no, they they literally it was like a full hour of Wonderwall on repeat. Um, I think at one point they swapped it to Rebecca Black Friday, but like that was actually like uh, I was so glad to hear that. <laughs> Friday, Friday, you're gonna tell the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> 
I used to I used to listen to a podcast called Hollywood Babylon, and they tore that song to pieces. <laughs> like it was so bad, wasn't it? Um, it like ruined her, didn't it? Like uh, no, she's all right now. She's actually you know got stronger out of it. Actually, Thanks, she takes the, takes the mick out of it all the time. Yeah, she's moved on from Friday. Now she's a Saturday girl. Actually, <laughs> yeah. She's made the weekend. Um, <laughs> I chose the wrong song to mention, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> How lucky was that? Yeah. yeah. Um, before I don't want to. I don't want to end this. or start ending this without giving you. Have you got anything else that you wanted to ask or? Say? No, I think I've I've loved sitting and chatting to you all. Um, it's been really it's been really good. But uh, yeah. This has been really good, and I, I'm glad that we've finally done this because this 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 podcast has been like a year in the making. As we all said, Tim Verity, we've been playing like email ping pong like for the last year. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't quite fit in. And I've got to say this as well to people that might listen to this that are kind of like chatting to me at the moment about coming on podcast, and you think I'm ignoring you. And so I'm not. I'm genuinely not. Like I've got like this brain that just can't concentrate on one thing at the same time. I'm kind of like I've got to do this and I got to do that. I got to do this. Got to do that. So sometimes I forget to respond to someone for like two weeks, two three weeks sometimes. Uh, so I'm not being ignorant I'm a busy guy so just keep keep just knocking on my door and uh, it'll happen so I'm glad this has happened guys seriously let's do it again let's do it again, <laughs> do it again. again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just fucking watched it then yeah. yeah let's do it again like in the next six months and then, well um, yeah. I, I did uh, have an idea um, but we haven't had our funding through uh, which is a shame but it's not going to stop us it's just uh, <laughs> it's been an awful year but we're gonna, this year is going to be stronger I wanted to get some cameras. I wanted to build a podcast studio, but I also want to take some cameras around venues, music venues. I wanted to do some sort of some like Zane Lowe style interviews, play a bit of your music, tune in back into the interview, back into the music. And you know, I'll That'd do like, cool, yeah. so support local bands, but in a, in a high quality way, in a good way and support yeah. venues as well. Um, so if we get that, you know, you guys can be a big help for that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, nice. okay. yeah, in touch when we got our local gig coming up. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you've got to support the biscuit with whatever you want to do, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, did you say you got a website again? I can't remember. www.chasingmallory.com. <laughs> yeah, that's for three W's, not four. Um, it's down to four. It'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for putting us up here today uh, in your no, thank you guys. in a great thank place. You. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. And uh, thank you guys thank you. for tu <laughs> tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next time. Uh, see you later, uh, Verity. See you later. See you. Yeah, see you later. Peace out. There's lots of whispering going on. So. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Yeah. We've got a song to play. Oh we have. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gone yet. We haven't gone yet. We haven't gone yet. That's what you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, guys, you've all been waiting for. Um, here is uh, we asked uh, we asked the guys to perform for us, um, and they sent a hint in. So here is um, Chase and Mallory. This is going to be cool. Here you go. One, two, three, four. I'm a saint of fallen angels. I know what you have not done. You tell me that you're on your own. I still picture you alone. I don't see you as a Just to let you go
Just let the next one know I'm still waiting for an answer I'm brush you on my shoulders, I am stronger I'm the creative, you are the faker You take a two-fire, you are a trainer Say, I know you tell me when the feeling is not right I see the devil sitting on my shoulder tonight I'm fearing you know I won't do wrong But I'm so here, I barely breathe and I'm so sick of the hurt, sick of the pain, sick of the feeling When you come around I see something But then you let me down I kill one thing just to let you go So there we go. That was Chasing Mallory uh, with their new single, the acoustic version of their new single. Ash, tell me about that single. Oh God, what is it to say, really? Um, yeah, and it came out, when did we release it? Two years, two, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> two, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks yeah, ago. Call that the next one, no. That was like a live acoustic version, but if you want to check the um, the real version out, just, yeah, I guess, ask Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's quite a, an intense song. It's It's actually written about kind of relationships that hold you back or I was going to say who is she and what did she do to you <laughs> well I think it's 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 the word again I'm looking for I was trying to find before it's <laughs> subjective it can be about friendship it could be about relationship that you know when you are held back from your achievement like you can you, you can't excel because someone is holding you back but we've all kind of been in relationships like that way you feel like you can't kind of fly you like your, your flames being burnt out mm. and sometimes no matter how much love you have for that person you have to walk away. That's basically the premise of the song. It's a beautiful song. Oh, it's real you. nice. I'm really excited to see what you guys do. And I definitely do want to come and see you live. Please do. Yeah. We'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that song uh, has a lot of sense. Like, my wife is amazing. She, I was just, um, I, okay. I thought this interview was next week. <laughs> 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 the message varies. I was like, 
oh my God, we've got an interview later. And she was like, it's okay, it was fine. And I was like, oh, fantastic, this has all worked out. But I just said to my wife, I was like, oh yeah, you know the interview for was next week? Well, it's actually later and I'm going to be going out and we were meant to be start watching You on Netflix tonight. It was like meant to be a big deal, you know, cuddle up on the sofa and watch You song as this uh, Netflix show about a psychopath, you know. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, partners that um, support creatives to go out and do their thing are just amazing. So uh, thank you to my wife. Thank you to, to those. And yeah, brilliant. Well, um, we are actually going to go this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry I forgot to play the single. It's not something we normally do. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay, let's do that. Um, thank you so much for chatting to, no, to us, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you, Verity, for being awesome. T thank you. And thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we are actually going to go this time. So uh, uh, peace out, guys. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Jasonmallory.com. <laughs> <laughs>